Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Bijou Podcasts. Hello, check, 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 check. No, check. are you joking? Check. You're not starting like this. No, no, I'm just checking, just doing a mic check. Hello and welcome to TTC with Ben and Stace. Mm, yeah, it's not bad. We're trialling a, um, a new title. You guys voted that are in our Facebook community group uh, for TTC with Ben and Stace. Mm, no longer couple goals. No, that's got to go. Okay, it's got to go. Yeah. TTC with Ben and Stace. Uh, how do we get TTC and Bijou Baby in together? Uh, TTC for Bijou Baby with Ben and Stace. Yeah, it's not, that's no, not it's not going to happen. We'll get back to you. Um, yeah. This podcast is uh, season two of a podcast we've been, we've been creating since the beginning of our, our fertility quest, our mm. fertility experience, our fertility journey. In building a family. Yeah. Uh, so we've talked about all kinds of things. Uh, preparing for conception, uh, going through pregnancy, going through birth, and then post going, that. Going through miscarriage. Going through miscarriage. Going through the angst of not knowing if you would even ever. Have a baby, yeah. 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 Um, and if you want to know why we're going through fertility treatment, you can head back to fertility and cancer. Um, is I think one of the earliest episodes of mm. season one, just to give you a little bit of an insight into our story. Yeah, uh, a bit of background about why we're having to do this the way we are doing it. Um, but today, uh, following on the back of our previous episode, which is um, about conceiving during a pandemic and the trials and tribulations of that, um, I've just been thinking more and more. I think we touched on it in a not in the last episode, but in a previous episode. Um, touched on uh, the experience of uh, looking forward to trying for a second, um, and it was touching a little bit on the the kind of guilt that um, I know I was experiencing. Uh, thinking about having a second guilt in that, you know, we're so blessed to have Bryn in the first place um, and then you've got him and then he takes, you know, 75% of not just mine but your attention as well. Like in life, he is the the, the force of the family. Mm. Um, but then mm. thinking about um, trying to shift the energy towards bringing in like a new little spirit baby. Um, and how to do that. And I like it's come up for me a lot again in the last sort of week uh, as we move closer to more appointments to talk about uh, conceiving. Um, and I know I'm just, um, I'm really having trouble shifting. And I, I think it's around intention. It's almost intention, like uh, for having a second. It's like... Um, why do you want? Why do we want to have a second? Um, and 
how do I pick up the energy for it, the passion for it, when I'm so passionate about the little man and making sure he has so much of my heart and my attention. Um, I think some of the themes that you've spoken about are definitely very much, um, I guess, common within anybody that is looking to extend their family further mm, than one, mm. not just people that are trying to conceive. Um, or Sorry, trying to conceive the way that we are or people like us in our community are, which is, um, in inverted commas, un- the unnatural way. Yeah. Um, but I suppose, I guess these conversations have come up in our home from that journey more so because the hurdles that we've had have really asked us to kind of keep going back and reassessing that we definitely want this. Yeah. Well, because it's hard. Like, and, it's not, yeah. And you know, well, a, it, it's all hard, but I think, you know. That's right. And in a pandemic, I think it's particularly hard. Mm, um, mm. So I just wanted to give some context as to how the second child conversation has looked for us and how it's evolved. Because I think traditionally, of course, everybody that's looking to extend their family thinks, oh my God, how am I going to ever have room for some other child in my heart? And that's kind of your very reasonable response. But I think for us, we've had to come back to this conversation so much to really ask ourselves whether the battle, and I will say that word, the battle to get baby number two Mm. is worth it's not just about having another child and taking off energy or attention or love from Bryn, but it's also about maybe some of the damage that we could be doing to Bryn and our family unit to get the second. Yeah, yeah. And that's definitely been why I suppose this conversation comes up and down as a very important one in our home. Yeah, and it's like it's not just the, the battle against the statistics, it's the battle against the system um you've well, everything got everything we went over yeah, in the last episode yeah, yeah navigating you know other people that are hugely a part of your conception journey when it's normally just the two yeah. of you and i so don't want to go into the yeah. pandemic shit today yeah no no it's yeah it's just that not even the pandemic stuff just the number of people you have to invite in but yeah i think um yeah i think you touched on something really interesting there which i hadn't totally thought about but you're right. It's it's the energy that you uh, bring up in doing this again that now you have to consider your. In our case, you have to. We have to consider Brent and and how the emotions, our emotions, are going to affect him in this situation. And look, because you've come full circle with, I guess, your, um, ooh, I suppose, some intention as you were saying in your mm. earlier uh, monologue. Um, <laughs> my opening, uh, my opening monologue with beginning, middle, and nearly end. She says as she barely lets anybody. Like I think I spoke for the entire episode last time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you're a talker. Yeah, but I um, I think that's a really good point and a very valid and very powerful one. In that maybe the in inverted commas battle is completely worth giving Bryn a sibling mm. for the benefits that siblings have. On the flip side of that, I find siblings very challenging. <laughs> yeah. So it's like where, I mean, yeah, where I sit is a pretty different place to you today. Yeah. But I think, I think <laughs> we both, both got, we've both got siblings and they can both be challenging. 
But I think when you were younger and you were growing up and you were discovering the world, having that sibling was was amazing when you were yeah, little. Well, it was for me. And I it like, still is I, I amazing twin. in different ways. It's just when you start thinking about it at being the be-all and end-all, mm. there is a certain kind of expectation of the way to raise an ultimate family. Like that would involve the way that you can be the best parent for your kid is to give them a sibling or the way that to be the best parent is to give them I don't know, like as much as they could possibly have, the private schools, all this dumb stuff that we look, we, we kind of put on a pedestal as the way to have the ultimate family mm. is definitely worth challenging. Like as much as it, what we've said, what we've been saying of growing up with a sibling is unreal, everything deserves to be questioned. And so at what cost, you know, at what cost is it, is it worth doing? At what cost is... Like, how long will we go for to give him a sibling? Mm, that's like, a good point. And what is it worth, really? Yeah. Because as much as it was great as a child, we've both, like, had different challenges with our siblings as an adult life. And look, I would... Obviously, we would never not want to have a sibling and thinking about our own experience. Never in a million years. We absolutely love our siblings. But I am saying that you can sometimes put pressure on building your family a certain way because we've been given this narrative that there's one way to have an ultimate family and having a single child is certainly not Mm. what we've been told is the ultimate family. Yeah. And Uh, we would bag kids. You bag kids that are homeschooled, now that's something I want to do. You bag kids that don't have mm. um, any brothers and sisters, an only child, now that potentially is what Bryn will be. Like... These are things that I suppose were looked upon as not ideal, you know? Yeah. It's an interesting point that you make about that. It's like, are we just giving it to him like you're buying him something? Like, is it we're giving him, buying him something, a toy to, so he can feel like he's got the newest toy. He's going to the best school. He's doing all these things. He's got a, he's got a brother or a sister. Great. Um, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's where I'm caught between, you know, like I was saying, I'm a twin and, you know, growing up together was amazing. Like now, you know, you get older and you have your own beliefs and things change and you have conflicts and it does get more difficult. Mm. Um, but when I was growing up, um, it was amazing. Like I, I, I can I can recall the feeling right now of certain times where it was like you've got a partner in crime or mm. like you were, I, I was never lonely, you know, mm. when I, when I was younger, there was always someone there. Sure. You, you have your little fights and things like that, mm. but you know, it is always this like unspoken bond between you, like when you were younger. And like, I, I, I often think about when we went away, when we went on our baby moon um, and we were away at, at a resort and there was this, this couple who, who had one kid, and they were there and they obviously wanted to have their holiday, which was fair enough. And they'd met other people there and they were having drinks with them. And then their kid was off playing like in the pool, you know, mm. but the kid was on his own and he was more comfortable going up to adults and talking to them than he was to other kids. Uh, so it just, and for some reason I really felt for that kid. Like I was <laughs> like, I had this like real feeling like, oh man. You know, that, that he, he needs a brother or sister, that, that kid, you know? Well, look, and I think we're really being very, um, I don't know, what's the word? Like, we're exploring these ideas. They're mm. not necessarily things that um, are kind of core beliefs. There's a conversation, it's a podcast for God's sakes, yeah. where we're kind of, and we're in a stage, to be very honest with you all, where we are, I think, really 
processing this mm. and trying to figure out that exact balance of fertility treatment and trauma in the family around getting this particular sibling and making sure that this particular sibling is what we want. And now it's not just a sibling for Bryn. This is a baby, a new little human life. Yeah, yeah. There's so many different ways that you could go down this fucking rabbit hole of like, also, what kind of a world are we bringing this kid into? Like, so when you're, when you're really struggling to conceive or when it is a really hard road, these things are very they're much more attractive to look at because the road's hard. Mm. So you start going, if you had a simple road, you're not thinking about the kind of kid you're, world you're bringing the kid into. You're pregnant already. You bang. Now you're celebrating and things are so great because a new life is magical and amazing. But when it is challenging, there you come to points where you're like, is this absolutely what we want? Yeah. Is this absolutely? And I have to talk from my perspective right now. I'm going through this process of thinking about this from me and me and only me. Like I'm the one that goes through the treatment. I'm the one that has that goes through the pregnancy. I'm the one that has to essentially change my life because of breastfeeding. I'm the one that puts my business and my career on hold. It's me that takes the sacrifice and it's me that essentially holds a lot of that. So I'm still sitting in this process of thinking about it without the family dynamic for a bit and without the Bryn part for a bit. Um, because at the end of the day, Brynny will benefit from a life regard- regardless of whether he has a sibling or not. We will ensure that his life is the most fulfilled, magical life we can possibly give him. And if that involves the absolute gift of a sibling, then that will be amazing and that will be our journey. And if it isn't, then that will be just as magic and we will make sure that we really take advantage of what kind of magic we can achieve being just the three of us. I'm very confident in that with a lot of fucking therapy over the past few months. So now it's really at this kind of scary point that I feel like we're going, wow, it's not just about whether we can fall pregnant. We've kind of taken this conversation to a whole other part of, well, I have for me, do I even fucking want to get pregnant anymore? I've just kind of come into this conversation. Now I feel more confused than I did before we started talking. Well, the thing is, you are in a different place to me because we've got one appointment in the next few weeks, which we haven't had appointments, we took a break, and to be honest, this appointment has kind of popped up in Melbourne where we're currently residing, which we didn't think would come this quick. Yeah. And it popped up. It wasn't a conscious decision. We made these decisions and I tried to get on as many lists as I could months and months and months ago. So... For me, this isn't a conscious decision. This is something that the universe has offered us, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm ready to partake or take up the offer, whereas it sounds like you are. Yeah, um, but I think I'm trying to figure out why. That's the thing. <laughs> well, I think, you I think... have to know why too. You, like I think having a kid is such a spiritual yeah, experience, yeah, yeah. babe. Like giving Brittany a sibling is such a magical thing to do regardless mm. of whatever your relationship is with our siblings your siblings if you're listening at the end of the day giving them that offering is such a gift you know it is yeah. really a gift but at the end of the day also it's it doesn't mean that their life isn't amazing in ways that we could travel or do all this other stuff or have such a mature beautiful relationship with him that yeah. wouldn't be built around kids first it would mm. be life first you know what I mean yeah, yeah. so I think the Bryn part is 
I don't know, he's come for the ride in our journey and I think he probably already knows what's happening more than we do. And I think he's going, he chose it. I think he knows what the destiny is for this family unit and he chose it, so we have to trust that. Mm. But if you're feeling called to want a baby, that doesn't have to have any other reason other than a feeling. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think I like I've always seen myself with like at least two kids because I was one of two. And I think it's just it's uh that's it. And now that we have Bryn, I'm trying to reconcile the feeling of taking away a little bit of energy from him to try and call in another one. And I'm I think in doing that, I'm trying to figure out what my intention is to do that and whether it is a strong enough intention to warrant doing that. I don't think that, I think, and that's the beginning of your point of the conversation. I don't really think that's something that you need to work out. I actually think that when you have a child that that sorts it out, it sorts itself out. I don't think that you take from Bryn to give to someone else. I think you build more love. Yeah, okay. And it's probably hard to co- like conceptualize that when, oh, God, sorry, my feet have gone all um, numb because we're sitting on this stupid floor with this dumb podcast set up. Um, sorry, I am a bit neg-neg today. Um, yeah, I feel like it isn't about taking away from one to give to the other. That's yeah, okay. so classic Jenkins. What? Like <laughs> classic like morbid conditioning like just like in order for them <laughs> to, to be given something, I've something's got to go yeah. yeah it's just it and I don't oh, I man, mean this that, has been an excellent episode seriously I mean, I'm, I'm I'm learning a lot right here I'm learning a lot I'm learning about myself because it's true like I have trouble receiving more all <laughs> the time you're married to a coach bro so I'm like this is like a real therapy session right here well I, I'm not trying to be a, your therapist fuck no, no. I'm, um I'm trying to you know, sit here and he's trying to give rec- me tech directions of where to sit with the mic. But mate, my feet look like they're about to fall off. My mum has such bad circulation; they went literally blue. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he's not coping with the different mic levels. <laughs> Just deal with it later in post, bro. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I literally can't feel my feet. Anyway, I'm not your therapist, but you were saying. Uh. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, I'm just, uh, all right, let's have another kid just because we want to. All right, that's great. Well, there's one problem. What, you? Yeah, you haven't asked me at all. Yeah, okay. What's your thoughts, feelings uh, around around this matter? Let's turn the microphone around so you can answer the question. Um, I, well, I kind of alluded to a few thoughts about me questioning a lot myself over the past few months and going through a fair bit of therapy with a a specialized fertility therapist has been quite, um, oh God, very impactful. I haven't gone, I haven't done therapy with a fertility specialist um, before Mm. and that was ran through the hospital. So she was amazing um, and is amazing. And we worked through, I went through in the quarantine period after we um, had that cancelled attempt Oh, the, the grief, as you guys know, if you listened to the last episode, for me was quite horrific. And so I really had to come out of that and um, and look at myself in many different ways. And in that quarantine time, a lot of different elements of myself showed up. And I don't know if it's because it was quarantine, it was because I went through this other grief, if it was because I was, I don't know, there was just other parts of my personality or different parts of me that were showing it was like I was getting held up, this mirror 
and I could see my reflection, but I could see all these other things in the background and all this stuff on the side and my face looked different here and my hair looked different there. Like it was like I was looking back at a very different person and not in a way that was a transformed person, in a way that was like I could pick and choose the things I wanted to take with me once the mirror stepped away. And it was a real fucking kind of crossroads moment. I had some pretty big I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Things that I spoke to Ben about, about, I don't know, just sexuality and just different things around who I was. And I just, it just really, I don't know, what do you think it did? Like it just, it just crushed a fair bit of my identity again. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like my identity has continued to evolve since I came out of radio and mm. then went through so much with this journey and then became a mother that I just was like, how could it possibly be still evolving? And I think a bit of it was um, lockdown, but what I worked through with my therapist was a lot of it was distraction. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, a lot of this big, you know, all the things I just spoke about then, I was like thinking were these ginormous life-changing downloads and actually whilst there was not necessarily um, dishonesty in any of those thoughts or feelings, it was just working a bit more as a distraction than it was anything that I had that was coming up for me. How do I explain it? It's very, it's very, uh, I'm trying to say that to your experience. Well, they were distractions but they, it doesn't mean that they weren't anything. Yeah. It just means that it was like, you know, for me, I'm such a complex person. I have so many thoughts and such a vast openness to the way I can live, you can live, my family can live, life can be, that it sometimes means that I also overwhelm myself with possibility. Mm. And when you're looking to escape pain, that type of brain is dangerous because just because it's possible and just because you're open to it doesn't mean it's necessarily your current truth. May not be not a truth that is inside you or that is a truth from a fucking past life, like, but it doesn't necessarily always equate to what is true for you today. And so when I was in quarantine going through all this stuff and going through all this pain, all of this stuff came up for me that I worked out with my therapist was a coping mechanism really and avoiding the very big question that I had to face was, which was what if I don't get more children? What Mm. if this is my family? And what if the picture I've carved for myself of me with four children living in the bush and creating and, and, you know, 
creating business and doing amazing things with this ginormous big family is not my reality. It's more of this idea of what my reality would be. I was going to say as well, I just talking about distraction. For me, it was like thinking that, you know, the pain of that uh, sort of dark night of the soul, career ending and career shifting. Um, yeah, you know that the Thinker Girls started from nothing at the start yeah, too. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like you met me when things were running yeah. and now you're seeing me when things are starting yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. But I've been there both times know, and it gets to that point, but yeah. it's still a part of the picture. Like it doesn't yeah. start when it becomes as big as what it can. No, no, no. no. So sorry if that sounds defensive, but it's important. Yeah, okay. Um, but in going through this part of the process, I think the conception and, and um, moving through this and then trying to have another child was a bit of a distraction from that. So then when we got into this point... Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So then now we got to a point where you were... It was an unsuccessful last attempt. Oh, and then you go into lockdown and so then you're true. faced with four walls and no choice but to stare at... My life. Your life and what you're going through. And I think, you know, that has been a trick. And then that has... You know, there was so much that happened in that two weeks and it really has thrown everything out and then led to this point where you're going through this stuff trying to figure out, like you said, if you want to have another one. I think the thing, you're so right. And and it, it is really complex for me. I don't know. I don't know how many people could relate to this because my life is also my work. So if I'm thinking about trying, look, look at this, like we're trying to conceive this is a part of my work. I tell stories via articles, books, um, you know, podcasts, my Instagram accounts, my essentially of looking at putting together other courses that move into this field in the next few years also. And I coach people in this space too. So, so much of my life relates to my work. So if my life like this is going to change so dramatically, i.e. I'm not going to be getting pregnant and having children for the next five to six years, then what the fuck is my the rest of my life? Because I was thinking that a book would come off the back of that, that there would be other kind of more um, motherhood and parenting-focused work. And so it was, yeah, it is very, very um, full-on. And I've definitely realized that that is something that I need to change in my life as well because of that, because mm. I just cannot... I've got no interest anymore in living like that. I've lived like that for 10 years and I can be a storyteller without it being the way it's kind of that it's, it was crafted when I was very young and very different and was willing to give everything for that particular ambition. And that is no longer the case, but I'm still kind of out of that radio industry, but still running this old career story. And I'm starting to unravel out of that. And over the next year or so, you'll you'll see that probably sooner. Um, you may have noticed I'm not on Instagram much at the moment. Like I'm really working a lot behind the scenes to figure out how to, yeah, renege a lot of the things that are not, not serving me in the best way. Mm. So off the back of that, that therapy session happened and I came out of that and was in the shower and said to Ben, quick, come meet me in the shower. I needed to have a shower because it was such a big eye opener for me to really see that I was actually grieving this idea of what my family was rather than what my family needed to be. And when I was honest with myself, if I thought about Ben, Bryn and I just being a unit for the rest of the rest of our lives, just the three of us, 
it didn't scare me. What scared me was losing the picture I had created that I wanted. Yeah. It wasn't the reality of Bryn and I and Ben being a unit forever wasn't the scariest part. The scariest part was letting go of this vision I'd had for myself and for us. And I think I'm still catching up to that for myself about looking at that going, um, reconciling that the picture that I have may not be the, the, um, life that comes out, um, and reconciling whether I'm happy of, for us to be just the three of us, which I, obviously I am because I'm very, very happy right now. Well, it's life now. Yeah, like, yeah, what do you yeah. mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, if we didn't have another child, how much would life change? Nothing. It's, this no. is our life now. Yeah. It's not like you had anything built on this other child. No, no. I had all this shit built on this other yeah. kid. The kid wasn't even born. Yeah. So it's also a nice thing to think about that if we do decide to have this child and there is a child, I know there is in my heart. Yeah. But if we do decide to have her, this child, then it's coming from a very different place for me. And not that Bryn was coming from a place of, oh, awesome, I'm going to have a kid, so now I can build a business off it. Like, it's not like I've sold our story about him being alive. Our journeys and our work and our things are intertwined, but they're not, um, yeah, it's not like a direct download or a direct transaction. You know what I mean? Like. It's all very still, it's still very considered, but I, uh, it's not so much about this child or this potential future child per se. It was more for me about a picture, a picture I had. Mm. We could still have another child and then that would be it. That's still different to the picture I had. So two children is still different to four. You know what I mean? Like I just had a very clear vision and it wasn't so much about what the picture will end up with, whether it's us as the tripod, us as two more kids, even us as three more kids. Who knows if I end up getting back there? Yeah. But it was this very clear, almost limiting picture that I had created that I was spending so much time grieving when I was not asking myself of what the reality of that would look like and how it would affect me. And the response was that it wasn't affecting me as much as the grief of the fucking picture was. Yeah. How wild is that? Yeah, yeah. That picture doesn't exist. No. It's a fucking story. Yeah. It's a dream. It has never existed. And the reason women have so much trouble with this is because we are conditioned to create that picture from two, three. Yeah. Have a baby. Or you put a baby under your belly. You want to be a mummy? You're a mummy. Yeah. You be a mum. <laughs> like everything. It starts so early. Like even though Bryn's playing with babies, he doesn't have to think about birthing a baby, becoming a mother like... It's just not in his people. It's just not offered to him that same way. Whereas women, then you grow up a little bit more and you're told that the most admirable women and the most desirable women are those that want to be mothers, that Mm. are mothers. And so letting go of that story is so much about not just ourselves and what we've created in terms of what we wanted, but what fucking society has told us we should yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, much to think about for me here. <laughs> you've still <laughs> got a just... big smile on your face, which makes me think that you're clucky AF and yeah. you just don't know why. Yeah. And for me, I feel... But that was I was just going to say that was pretty profound. It's like I just had a profound thought for the first time, like, uh, ever, that thought around what 
I'm imagining having two kids, and in your point, having four kids, is a picture. It doesn't exist. It's the first time I've ever kind of, that has really sunk in that those visions of the life that you are looking at and looking for don't exist. And, you know, this is what obviously we talk a lot about manifestation and how that works, but it's simply not going. Well, we don't on this podcast. No, no, really. no. But I'm just saying, just we do in, in my general. Work, yeah. yeah. Um, but, it, you know, it's not just as simple as going, this is the picture I want. Okay, I just imagine that and that's what we're going to have because. But that, hey, 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 you can get that. I know, I know, yeah. The key is though But it is just, to just not, really sunk in for me just then. Yeah, yeah, and it's amazing. And I think it would be an incredible spot for you to even pause this and let it sink in for you for a second, integrate it. Like the picture you're trying to go for and create and hanging on to with every single last, uh, you know, call that you get from a nurse or every single last appointment or every single pregnancy test or needle or whatever it is, is a picture. It's mm. not your reality and and it doesn't mean you don't go for your reality, but it is also about us getting really present in the moment and understanding that that reality, or I should say that picture, can fucking pivot and change at any point. Yeah. You know? And it's hard because when you're building something you care about and want so much and potentially have wanted for a very long time, it's very hard to be fluid and flexible with it, right? Like, it's like, it was like that with me with my radio career too. It was so, I had to be so ambitious. I don't know if I would have ever got there if I wasn't like that. Yeah. But I think also maybe with fertility and with pregnancy, we can afford to get a little less ambitious and start to get more into our feelings and and not be so scared if that picture changes because if we are supposed to have children, they'll come. Yeah. You know, we do need to be in it to win it. Like we do need yeah, to go yeah, to yeah. that appointment, which is why we'll still go to the appointment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't necessarily, the appointment doesn't mean what it meant three months ago. Yeah. All, all I'm thinking of that is it's like there's a huge effort to go towards emotionally, physically, spiritually to go, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe it'll work out. Maybe it won't. You know, it's just that. Extra and it's huge very, step. very rich coming from us when we have a child. Yeah, I know. That's exactly it, and that's where we come back to. <laughs> yeah, come yeah. full circle with that. Well, no, I don't say that from what you were saying. I say that for people that are trying without a kid. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and that's throwing some absolute deserve spotlight onto you and where you sit and us seeing you and us shining the light on you and understanding that we come from, I'm not going to fucking word the P word, the privilege word, but we come from a different position. And so we respect that it may be easier for me to be learning these lessons in this time because it's a second. And of course, this whole thing episode is about having a second. Like, we wouldn't have been having these conversations for our first. Yeah. We wouldn't have had these insights. We wouldn't be having this luxury of maybe or maybe not because we've got one. Yeah. So just acknowledging that if you're a person, you know, trying for your first, that this is, yeah, obviously about our experience. And our experience is trying to conceive a second child. Yeah. Um, but we see you and we have been in your place, you know, and we probably wouldn't have been able, well, I know we wouldn't have been able to have these kinds of conversations and being fluid and free and we'll see what happens um, at a time where, I mean, we got there in some stages, but it was much harder for the first. Yeah, it was. To get there, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. All right. I think we can 
round this one off. And I'm more confused than I was before we came on here. Are you though? A little bit. A little bit. Why? Uh, well, not more confused. I've got more to think about. I what, think. But what? You have... I feel like you have less to think about and more to feel. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Sometimes I don't think you take my job seriously. No, I like do. You look I do, at, you, look, you look at me and go, oh, how'd you do that? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I fucking Zing. do. Yeah. You are very good at it. Yeah. But I'm more mean... The surprise that you give me <laughs> yeah, when I yeah. say it. Not looking for oh, I've, I, like, praise, I honestly per have se. Had, honestly have had like <laughs> three or four light bulb moments during this past half an hour. Like it's, uh, I don't know, sometimes, you know, you come into something, it's like you go into a coaching session or a therapy session and you think, no, nah, this isn't going to be any good today. Nothing's going to happen here. I'm not, I don't have any intention. I've got nothing I want to talk about. And then you walk out going, holy shit, that was life changing. But my downloads are on fire today. And when I say downloads, I don't, I want everyone to understand I, I'm not associating that with myself. Like my downloads are like a divine download. I get things that come into my into my body and they shoot out through my mouth. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not trying to talk myself down, but I'm certainly not trying to talk myself up either. Like yeah. even in my tapping, in my membership program, we did tapping and I was just, it wasn't coming out of my ass because that means it's not important and not, a part of me, like it is a part of me and I'm not trying to take away from that, but I, I just feel like things are coming through me like at a firing speed today. Yeah, yeah. You're on fire. Um, okay. All right. It's great to have you on fire today. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can listen to season one if you have not heard the show before for a full background um, and a very different journey to us um, trying to conceive our Bryn, our little baby boy. Yeah. Um, he's not so much of a baby anymore. He's, no. For those of you that have been following along, we'll just give you a couple of minutes of indulgent Bryn content. Um, at the moment, his favorite words are, God, what, everything. Mama, mama, mom. Yeah. Mom. But he, he does it Dada. for... Um, for you to kind of acknowledge him. So he just has to be acknowledged for everything. But his favorite words at the moment are, what's that? What's that? What's that? <laughs> he wants to know what everything yeah, is, yeah, like yeah. anything and everything. What's that? Is that a cloud? Is that a fly? Is that a letterbox? Is that a, yeah. a older man, a younger man? Is that a car door? Is that a digger? Is but he that... will repeat it. Like it's like, what's that? It's a pig. Pig. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, he's very, 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 very inquisitive and curious and yeah. so much energy and such a delight. Mm, he is a delight mm. at the moment. Yeah. yeah. He's always been a delight. <laughs> oh, he's always been a delight. Yeah, okay, sorry. That sounded really bad. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying he's, he's particularly, particularly um, captivating It's a different, yeah, yeah, it's a different kind of delight. Yeah. Yeah. He's so giving. Like I think yeah. for such a long time when they're little – they're delightful, but in very different ways. At the moment, he's he's such an energy force that gives. Like if you yeah. are having a bit of a bad day, it's not like a newborn smiles at you and that's different, but he literally can take over your mood in three seconds because he's yeah. such a little power force, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, is. he is, definitely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we are very lucky and he... Um, 
yeah, he's landed in the right place. We all kind of fit together pretty well, I reckon. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And like number two or like wherever you are within your journey, they do. You know, you get them and you go, oh, okay, that's why you didn't come a second earlier. Yeah. You know, and that's why you're here at this exact time and and just all of the things that you find really hard in the moments of despair and really hard in not understanding the timing of things uh, when they come. You you understand it, and if mm. they don't come, then I guess you grow to understand that too. Wow, that's also very profound. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just impressing my husband over yeah, here. Yeah, I, I am impressed. Yeah, <laughs> um, I hope you guys enjoyed. There was so much in there, but um, you know, we try our very best to keep this as unplanned, unfiltered as possible. Yeah. Um, because. That's what this journey is. Absolutely. Definitely felt like that today. Mm. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you. Bye for now. See ya. This has been another Bijou Podcast production. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.